Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello. When I became the sun, I shone light into the man's heart. When I became the sun, I shone light into the man's heart. Hello. <laughs> I bet you were wondering which one I was going to go for, right? Because it's a rich tapestry of grunting sounds I could have opened with. Indeed. So how's your day been today? It's been fine, yeah. I became the sun and then I shone light into the man's heart. You light know- and life, actually. So, you know, it's just a normal working day for me, really. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I do. And, you know, I'm quite lucky to have a job that I can do from home. You know, you can become the sun anywhere through mindfulness and yoga. Yep. And, and showing life into the man's hearts. Yep. I actually did do some yoga. I have been doing yoga every day, morning and evening. Oh, good stuff. very nice. You did know, you know there's a dynamic downward dog? It's an incredible thing. I, I do a bit of yoga every now and again. I don't yeah. do it every day. Um, but I, I, I do yoga using some YouTube yoga It's, it's, it's quite good. Yogi bear. Yogi bears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the first thing I did today, do you want to know what it was? Always. Um, first thing I did was wake up. <laughs> Grab a brush and put a little makeup. You wanted to. <laughs> um, so, so today, in, in case you can't guess, we are talking about... <laughs> System of a Down. You wanted to. Um, <laughs> who that are... works with, like, you can append that to almost any sentence. You can, you can. It, it works incredibly well. So, so System of a Down, they, they, they came to, to be and, and sort of came to, came to popularity through new Metal, um, but they're almost adjacent to the movement. Um, yes, I, I would agree with that. I think what, what they perhaps... New Metal's peak was sort of early to mid 2000s, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I but think, the beginnings I think... of it were earlier. So if you look at the bands like we were talking about earlier, we've talked about before, like Limp Biscuit, etc. They were all getting going in the 90s, but peaked in the 2000s. Yeah, I, th- I think around 2001, 2002 was probably peak New Metal, um, and 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 that's around when um, System of a Down were at their biggest. Um, but but and, and and a lot of the 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 acts that they played with and a lot of the scene that they were in was all very new metal heavy, but musically they're very unique and I think that's what made them so interesting for a lot of people is they didn't sound like any other band around and and really that there's no one around at the moment who sounds like what they did either. No, and I'd I'd honestly forgotten that until I went back and started listening to them recently for this show. I hadn't listened to them in a really long time, but I was really really pleasantly surprised and i think you know i've said that about actually all everyone we've listened to so far but i was really pleasantly surprised by how interesting their music is how dynamic it is how well it holds up and how it is actually a bit odd that they were part of that movement but it just it's a testament to how big and mainstream new metal was for a short period of time yeah because you can't imagine a band like system of a down having a triple platinum album in the current music scene you know it it it, it's far it's far enough away thinking that any metal band would be able to do that 
and to be able to have that mainstream success even the most generic sounding butt rock that we have <laughs> butt rock um so having having <laughs> like nickelback is, yeah yeah exactly like old, like old nickelback if, if a new nickelback came along because we um, all just want a butt rock that's, what that's how that song goes right because these days and i'm gonna sound like a proper grumpy old man now but in I'm terms so of, here for this. In terms of guitar-led music, a lot of a, a lot of that kind of four-person guitar-led band stuff is just led by a bunch of chinless wonders who have no <laughs> nothing interesting about them whatsoever. They they do nothing to push the boat out musically. You're talking about um, the um this thing we ranted about on our other podcast recently is the the catfish and the bottle men school of anonymous bullshit. Yes, yeah, the uh, the anonymous indie rock. And then when it comes to the rock scene, a lot of it, a lot of their songwriting is so heavily crafted around pop, modern pop dynamics that it all sounds incredibly the same as well. Like even even the heavier rock bands that are around at the moment, they just want to sound like 21 Pilots. And so when, oh, yeah. you, when you get into, and nothing against 21 Pilots, they're a fun band. I quite like them. Yeah, I like I, I like them. But when you've got heavy metal bands that are trying to do 21 Pilots songs, it's just like, for fuck's sake, grow a pair of balls and do something different. <laughs> and, and, and when you find those unique bands... For fuck's bands, sake, start a song by singing about the kombucha mushroom people. <laughs> exactly. And, and when you find those unique bands, a lot of them must ha- have a cult following. That's great. But it's just a shame to think that only a couple of decades ago you were having bands as strange as system of a down like being such a huge success yeah and and it it seems as though even even though the digital age has democratized music in quite a quite a way it seems as though those unique bands never quite get the following that they did do when they were picked up by a by a major label that took a risk on them and they found that real niche in the market that they just rose to success yeah, like, I don't really know what's going on in metal at the moment, like, who the kind of cool new metal bands are right now, even though I would say that I still really enjoy metal music. Most of the metal that I listen to is older stuff. Um, whereas I, I keep my toes in the water with metal a little bit more. Um, a band that I'm really into at the moment are uh, a band from Liverpool called Loathe, who are amazing. Um, very sort of glass jaw, deftone style stuff, early deftone style stuff um they are very very good released an album this year back in february excellent album possibly my favorite album so far this year um go go and listen to them but again they're a smaller band um and you do get those bigger bands that do it you know like um alter bridge they're great you know Mm, very very competent musicians really good catchy hooks and they're they do proper classic metal stuff and that's great but where are the weirdos that's what i'm asking where are the weirdos with the big beards yeah and the spiked up hair and the masks and stuff i mean slipknot is still going but yeah but where are the new ones where's where's the new slipknot where's um where's the new system of a down would you want to be the new slipknot that's a that's a good question (laughs) yeah exactly and and i just wish that we had those weirdos around now and and system of a down they did something that really people latched onto um and and what i found interesting was that i listened back to their five albums um and i had the first three when i was younger um and then i listened to hypnotize and mesmerize and we'll we'll talk about them a bit later that that sort of um duology that they released um which i think has aged pretty badly and i didn't enjoy it at the time um but those first three albums still hold up incredibly well um even though tone wise they're very different that first album is unbelievably raw and then 
things do feel a little bit more settled in the second and third albums um but but as a trilogy they they work so well and and i i had a lot of fun listening back to those three albums yeah it was really great um so so where, where where did when did you first listen to System of a Down and and I'm, what was your my, favorite? If my memory when you were serves kid? me correctly, I think well at my school it was kind of around year nine, year ten, the the real formative years when I started playing guitar and there were a lot of people, other people who started playing guitar as well. Everyone knew who System of a Down were. Everyone was into them. Um, everyone like every and again even the popular kids at school who weren't that interested in music and thought that metal was a bit of a joke they knew chop suey and it was one of those songs that everyone would be playing everywhere and singing everywhere and like making jokes about and stuff and i think that must have been the first time i heard about it and toxicity as well but that was also somewhere around that time we got cable and we got kerrang and mtv2 and this is what all of this stuff my memories are all tied to that to that because Chop Suey, the, the video for that was on, I swear that was like every third song on Kerrang! or MTV2. And sometimes Toxicity would be on there as well. But yeah, Chop Suey, I, I can remember every frame of that video. It's just like burnt onto my brain because I watched it so many times with the thing where the, like he appears and then the other guitarist appears in front of him and then they appear in front of each other. And I thought that was so clever and like the most amazing CGI. And you look at it now and you're like, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching back a few of the videos, so most of it I just listened to um, directly. But um, but yeah, it's uh, th- their videos are very fun and also have really trash CGI in. Um, but that's and, like every video from that time, where actually <laughs> that is every you could get away. Time. But also, what's great about that time is you could get away with doing a music video, which is more or less just the band playing in a room. But then there might be some gimmick, like the camera angle moves around a lot or something. Yeah, <laughs> and the, that's, that's um, fine. That was entertainment back then. Today's the, kids, they don't know they're born. They wouldn't appreciate that, you know? The, really, the video to aerials. The, 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 the video to aerials with the creepy alien kid. And then the rest of the video is just them playing yeah. in the room. It's like, yeah, love it. <laughs> Get on it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 cool. So so I I also my my first um time listening to them was seeing chop suey on uh kerrang yeah like, such really a great cool. channel um so and, formative and so wonderful i have so much love for it and the magazine as <laughs> i used to read the magazine i used to get it every week i used to get it religiously i used to get it delivered to school and i would read i would devour it it was like wednesday morning i think the magazines would come in i'd get my kerrang and i would just be obsessed and if it ever came with like a compilation cd which it did sometimes that's genuinely how i discovered loads of bands as well it seems yes, like such a pure and, um, time. That and Rock Sound magazine used to have really good compilation CDs. Yeah. And so yeah. you could you could just um pick those up and find loads of really interesting bands. Uh and and that was the way that a lot of people found music was was on those CDs, giving things a listen. Yeah. And then, um, I think Rock Sound CDs, that was how I heard about like Ruben and Biffy Clyro and loads of really interesting bands. Yes, Others yeah, will come they, to me. They, Hell is for Heroes, like all of those kind of British bands, I I found through through Rock Sound CDs. I think Rock Sound was fantastic at sharing those British bands. Um, like Seraphine are a band that I really enjoyed back in the day. They were great, and um, and I remember the first time I heard them was hearing one of their songs on one of those CDs and thinking, yeah, this is cool. This doesn't sound like anything else I've heard before. And 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 that was what was great about 
about having those magazines in those formative years is yes you could read stuff and i think rock sounds editorial element was a little bit stronger than kerrang's but kerrang was a a weekly thing where you just got it and you could read it through and i I remember that Corey taylor from slipknot used to have a column there and i don't remember much about (laughs) kerrang but i do remember reading one of his columns was about how (laughs) he said that he used to occasionally just go to karaoke nights where no one would know who he was this this was in the pre-stone sour days you see so the singer of slipknot is just a guy in a mask um and and he'd just belt out a cheesy pop song and people would be coming up to him after and saying, oh, wow, you're a really good singer. You should be in a band or something. And, and, <laughs> and this awesome. was something he did, was just going going to karaoke nights. And I'll always remember that. And whenever I hear Slipknot, I think, I wonder if Corey Taylor still goes to karaoke nights. I bet he does. Um, yeah, I hope he does. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say he went to karaoke nights and did Slipknot songs, which would I also mean, be incredible. I mean, he should do that as well. And the next time that we do karaoke, I think we need to do some Slipknot. Get up and do Wait and Bleed. Um, <laughs> yeah so 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 yeah chop suey um is was was kind of that first introduction to them but then i i i really loved um and i still really love the moodier slower songs a system of a down i think that's something that that's not appreciated is is how well they do the moodier element the slower more proggy element so songs like aerials um and and, and forest mr jack or spiders off the first album um they are incredible atmospheric rock songs um and yes they've got things like sugar or (laughs) that's the stuff that i love the most is this the really goofy stuff and like i I was on that wikipedia page actually it was said compared their music to dadaism and i think that is actually really astute and really true and in a way that a lot of people wouldn't appreciate because they think it's stupid dumb metal music for teenagers but actually the the kind of the nonsensical elements of their music and their lyrics actually they hang together in a way that is really kind of just seems to be reacting against all culture and it's hilarious and knowing but also really goofy and i love that i think it's actually really clever but also funny and and i think um you're completely right there there is this kind of avant-garde element to it um the and and then when you compare them to some other bands um of the era that that um that do the same kind of thing um you know it, 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 there is this quirkiness uh to, to to some of the bands of that era that really really work quite well um and 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 i think system of a down were a prime example of this in terms of just yeah fuck it we're gonna sing about kombucha mushroom people and 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 what's interesting is you've got those two sides of system of a down as well so you've got the the very strange element but then you've also got um you've got (laughs) you've got prison song where yeah where and genuinely i think system of a down were a major contributor to my like kind of left-wing political awakening as well along with like rage against the machine who i've been into for a long time but that was more straight up kind of fuck the man music whereas this was like okay in one or two songs these guys are singing about the armenian genocide like this shit is real yes yeah and 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 so um ju- just as just as an example here um for prison song that song kind of ends we're trying to build a prison um that the the song kind of ends with them saying all research and successful drug policies show that treatment should be increased and law enforcement decreased while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences and that's the refrain that they sing (laughs) um just before the the song ends so it does that and then it goes back into doing the 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 pre-chorus and chorus again um 
and 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 you just think like it, i mean some of it is incredibly on the nose like prison song um but when you're singing political songs like that sometimes you need to just bludgeon people with a brick with the lyrics yeah and and system of a down were perfect at that they were just like yes we're left wing yes fascists are bad and and the iraq war is bad the iraq war is bad we should not be killing innocent people a genocide is bad um and and it's just i don't know i think it was really important that there was at least one band in that era of navel gazing masculinity that was new metal that actually took a stand for something other than i don't like the fact that i can't get a girlfriend <laughs> yeah oh i'm really angry that i got in trouble for climbing out of a giant toilet at ozfest <laughs> yeah exactly um and and, and each oh, of them my parents split up and 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 i think there there was a lot of that and and a lot of it tied into you know um kids the kids that were listening to new metal were at that age where they could latch onto that emotional engagement and that's why new metal did so well with with um with the young teenage boys in particular because it was a way of unleashing that anger that they didn't really understand and and, and that's what new metal was so good at and so when you had these nebulous songs that were kind of like um shut up when i'm talking to you yeah uh, takes me one step closer to the edge that kind of thing it, it all it all tied into that but system of a down was that level above in terms of their in terms of their lyricism um and and, and i th- and i hope that at least it did reach some people in terms of thinking yeah maybe we should be thinking about this kind of stuff instead of how i want to break stuff yeah as well as singing about what's on your pizza <laughs> yeah or pogo 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 <laughs> pepperoni oh how's it go pepperoni mushrooms olives peppers something chives oh it's like and then advertising <laughs> causes therapy get that advertising's bad y'all yeah it's, it's like sub nathan barley lyrics but it's so good it is it is it really is um and and so what's your favorite system of a down album um i think i'm gonna have to go with steal this album which i think we we agree on don't mm. we I mean, Toxicity yeah. is really good, and that was kind of the formative album because I I got that album after uh, yeah I, I owned those first three on CD and um, used to listen to them loads. I think I maybe I might have copied them from friends, um, but yeah, Chop Suey and sorry, Toxicity. That album was really really good. But when Steal This album came out, that was like what maybe one of the first kind of big albums coming out that like you read about in Kerrang. It was like the album's coming out, the album's coming out, and I can't remember buying it, but I definitely got a hold of it, and it was like wow. This is amazing. I played it over and over. And then the lead up to then seeing them at the Reading Festival in 2003, which was my first gig. Um, so obviously, and most of this, they did like pretty much all of Toxicity and Steal This Album. Um, and they were incredible. Sorry, that was a little burp that I said. <laughs> I, I heard but it that. sounded just like um, in Sugar when he goes, Oh, can't believe you. <laughs> um yeah so so i I agree we we did have a little discussion about this before before recording that still this album it's interesting because it was kind of it wasn't like b-sides but it was a lot of songs that they wrote around the same time that didn't really fit into the album but but clearly they honed it before releasing it and 
it's it's an amazing album that kind of encapsulates everything across System of a Down sound in one place. And I'm not sure how the other fans of the band feel, but for me at least, I think it's 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 if you want to get a picture of what System of a Down is, if you pick up Steal this album, then you probably get a good idea. And and some of the the tracks on it, like um, I E A I A I, um, I love that one. That's possibly my favorite. It's so catchy. Um, it's also got the best incredibly short System of a Down song on it. S- System of a Down do great, like, two-minute-long songs yeah. that are just these little pockets of rage, and they're great, and they're catchy. And Bubbles, I think, is the standout of those. It's so good. Um, but then you've also got songs like Inner Vision, you've got New Guns, Mr. Jack, as previously mentioned. Yeah. Um, I love Bubbles and, and, and Boom, those two. Some of my yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Streamline as well is is a really good song. So so you've got all of these great, all of these great songs on there. Um, and and so yes, you've got you've got Toxicity that has Chop Suey, it has Forest, which is possibly my favourite System of a Down mm. song overall. I really love that. Um, Needles is great. <laughs> uh, pull the tapeworm out of your ass. Wonderful lyrical refrain. Um, but but then also I think. I think their first album deserves more love too. Yeah. Um, Soil, I think, is an is a standout rage anthem, and I still listen to that. That's that's on various workout playlists that I have um, because it's such a wonderful metal song. Um, Pluck is brilliant. Darts is great. Peephole as well is is another one of their great quirky songs. Um, it's it's just that those three albums are so varied. It's hard to pick a favorite, but I think still this album for me comes out on top. I think they really peaked with that. And it's amazing that, as you say, they basically just took a bunch of stuff they'd already written and made it amazing. Yes, yeah. And and then after that, they came to Mesmerize and Hypnotize, which I don't like. And I don't know, they still sound like System of a Down. Yeah, BYOB in question, they're not they're not bad. Yeah. The singles. I remember those yeah, those being uncurring a lot. But I don't think I ever actually had these albums. I think I was a bit kind of yeah, I was on I'd gone on to other things at that point. And and I I I remember at the time being a bit disappointed. But I thought, you know what, maybe maybe I wasn't mature enough when they came out to really appreciate them. But, but, but coming back and listening to them again, I, I think I like them less than I did when they first came out. <laughs> w- with the exception of the, the occasional song, like question is, is very good. Um, but yeah, I think there's something a bit missing and, and not maybe... goofy enough as well. Mm. And then you've got titles like vicinity of obscenity, which just sounds like the name of some, metal band at battle of the bands in that first year of university <laughs> it's a, it does just sounds like a tool song doesn't it yeah like, title like that <laughs> um and and i just feel as though i don't know maybe maybe it was the it and and maybe this is just my preferences talking but it seems as though darren malakian did a lot more singing on those two albums and yes. i think that's definitely part of why i didn't enjoy it because serge tankian i think is one of the greats of 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 metal lyrics and and greats of metal singing um and anything that takes away from that i think makes the music a bit weaker yeah and i think he took more of a writing role as well as well as producing um and i get i get the feeling from some of the stuff that i've read that may or may not be that accurate but that serge tankian was sort of tuning out at that point 
Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think there's a definite through road from Mesmerise and Hypnotise through to Darren Malakian's next band, Scars on Broadway, which I didn't like at all. Such an awful name. <laughs> really bad. It is, a, it is a very bad band name. I've um, never listened to them, but... Um, have you not? It, the name is terrible. What it, are they like? There sounds quite a lot like sort of Mesmerise, Hypnotise era, um, but a little bit more straightforward, I guess. It, it lacks the the random unknowns that system of a down could still throw up in those last two albums yeah um but yeah i so i do feel as though and 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 they've mentioned that the the band have mentioned time and time again that they're thinking of and and they've been thinking of writing things or they've been talking about getting back together to do another album and it hasn't happened they still play occasionally um and but this sixth studio album has never um it's never appeared. No, I read quite recently, actually, that um, the three of them without Serge Tankian have basically made this album and have written it, and they all think that it's like the best stuff they've ever done, and he's just not interested. Like, they yeah. haven't officially broken up, but apparently they just can't agree, which is really fascinating. It is, it is, and that's that's what happened to, to us, didn't it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm just coming in musical the, differences. I'm I'm coming into the uh, into the practice room and just saying, you know what this needs? This needs more samples of a man trousers flapping. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've brought my theremin in today, lads. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, what's really interesting as well about Serge Sankin and his relationship with the band is he's eight years older than the rest of them, but they all went to the same school. They just didn't know each other at the time. And then they met through, like they through some recording studio where they were both recording with other bands. So maybe he just like got tired of these young boys and the foolishness they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would track as well, wouldn't it? And he um, was doing a lot of solo music as well, and he's done loads of film stuff. Like he's a really prolific guy and a really amazing guy, who I think has a really amazing voice as well. Incredible range. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, he's and he's done so many interesting things over the years um i remember i listened to Serart, which is um this weird folk experimental album that he did um and he he's done so such a varied he's, he's had such a varied career outside of system of a down and you kind of think to yourself well yeah can i kind of understand why he doesn't want to go back to it at the moment and, and hopefully at some point we might get that album I really want to hear it. Um, we we need Serge Tankian to go through a midlife crisis <laughs> where he desperately tries to recapture his youth, and then we'll get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so come on, Serge, let that get yourself a leather jacket, buy yourself a motorbike, and go and record <laughs> the Sip System of a Down album. Come on, lad. <laughs> it has to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I find those kind of interband struggles really interesting because it, it that then makes you wonder that obviously when they were making all their best stuff, it was probably a bit of them all bouncing off each other that made it what it was rather than just kind of a lot of bands where it's like one person writing everything and the rest of them are sort of more stooges Mm. Mm. and they had a really nice interplay and this came across when i saw them at that reading festival gig as well and it's amazing i sent you the link already someone has put together um a video of that entire gig but some of it is from footage that was filmed for tv but other stuff is just like videos from the crowd that people have uploaded and stuff but it all hangs together really nicely and gives you actually a really great sense of what it was like to be there but you can see there the interplay between them and and the bassist Shavo Dajian to a lesser extent but he does the, the the growly vocals and the way they all sort of work together and bounce off each other you can tell that actually they were having so much fun in the studio coming up with all that goofy stuff yes yeah and 
yeah, there, there's that magic there, isn't there, to 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 their music, and you can just imagine that kind of energy when they were putting it all together. It's 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 hard to it's 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 hard to dislike System of a Down unless you really don't like their music. Yeah. Um. But but even then, there's that that respect for doing something unique in an industry where uniqueness is sometimes a challenge, particularly now. Yeah, definitely. You look back on some of this music and you're like, wow, I'm amazed that this really got off the ground because it's, it is quite weird in many ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But it's got goof factor and it's got energy. And I think it's, those are the things that really carry it is it does have great energy, their music. Um, Just to, I, I want to do a quick shout out. Um, So John Dolmayan, the drummer, he has a project called These Grey Men, and it's covers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, so they've just uh, they've just started it. So I think they they did a cover of Street Spirit by um oh fuck off by uh, by Radiohead, <laughs> and now he's done a song with Serge Tankian singing Starman by David Bowie, oh, which I've not listened right. to yet. Um, but yeah, so they are so, still friends. So yeah, I think they're all still friends. Um, I certainly hope so, because apparently um, uh, two of them are brothers-in-law as well. <laughs> so oh, right. <laughs> hopefully they're still hanging out. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so so if you want a little cover of, of Radiohead, then you know where to go. To these that is, to be fair, one of one of the three listenable Radiohead songs. <laughs> Oh, I love I love Moody Radiohead. I, I, oh, it features Tom Morello and um, M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold on Street yes, Spirit as well. Yeah. Yeah, wow! So, All right, uh, yeah, I'm it's, it's like a this. little it's, it's like a little old man supergroup covers band. I'm I'm intrigued to see what the rest of it's like. Um, uh, but yeah, so 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 shout out to these grey men and shout out to John Dolmayan who doesn't get enough love for being. A oh, very, it says here that also sings on um, a cover of Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads. Oh, amazing. That's great. Yeah, this might be this might be what gets them back together. Maybe we'll get a System of a Down covers album. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so anyway, right. Have you got anything else to sh- say or should we um, get on to... Just to say that Serge Tankian, I had occasion the other day to come across something with him in that made me cry a little, which is, um, you're aware of the supergroup Prophets of Rage? Yes, yeah. It's... Um, the three guys from Rage Against the Machine, obviously minus Zach Del Rocha, plus um, Chuck D and the the DJ guy from Public Enemy, whose name I can't remember, um, and Be Real from Cypress Hill, and they went they made an album that was actually quite good a couple of years ago, and then did a big tour, in which they did like Radiohead songs, Public Enemy songs, Cypress Hill songs, and it was actually I watched one of their concerts online the other day, and it was great, but well, they did some Audio Slave stuff as well, but they did. Um, like a Stone by Audio Slave as like a tribute to Chris Cornell who just died and Serge Tankian came on to sing it with them oh, wow. and it was amazing and his voice suited the song perfectly like perhaps even better than Chris Cornell's voice did even though he wrote it but it's like he it showcased just the incredible range that he has and it was a really emotional performance and I, I think he's a, a really really great and talented guy and his talent obviously was a big part of system of a down i mean darren malakian is also very talented but he's so goofy and so silly and when you see them live that's obviously like really evident and they came across in the videos as well where he was always goofing around and he, he brought that sense of fun and i think 
the interplay between them as a, as band members is something that perhaps some of the other new metal bands didn't have, and it's really evident. And I think their stuff just holds up really, really well still. Yes, yeah, I didn't know that about about them covering that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Yes, yeah, I'll have to have to find it. Um, but yes, so shall we get on to the ranking? So again, yes. we've got our highly. Um, a highly technical ranking system here. We're putting it through the supercomputer now. Um, this is this is not a ranking of how good the band is. This is a ranking of how new metal the band is. Yeah, um, and we have seven... which is not the same thing as good. No, um, it is definitely not the same thing as good. But it's it's how much do they embody the sense of new metal? Um, so so the first factor we're looking at here is riff quality. And and here I'm going for an eight with System of a Down because they have some very very good riffs. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they they always use the kind of drop C tuning, so it's like it's just heavy enough. But they didn't rely on the heaviness of it for, to make good riffs, which is which is great. And yeah, a lot of their riffs are very very catchy and really carry the song in a a reasonably straightforward way. Actually, like it, none of the stuff is overly complex, but it really hangs together well. Yes. Yeah. Um, definitely agree with all of that. I think that there's an intricacy, but it's not overly complex to stop it from being catchy. So riff quality, yeah. eight. Catchy chorus quality, I've got a seven here because they do have some very good choruses, yeah. but also they have ones which are just shouting nonsense. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's catchy They have choruses you can sing, yeah. like Chop Suey. That was the thing. Everyone knew the bit where you could sing about, when angels deserve to... And then, <laughs> yeah. And then die. And then scream. Yeah. Yeah. So so they've got that real blend of of songs like Toxicity and Chop Suey that have those catchy choruses. And Aerials as well is a very, very catchy song. Um but then yeah. also they've got things which are just very hard. Um so yeah, so we're seven there, slightly down on the riffs, but I, I think we need to respect the quality of the choruses that are still there. Yeah, um, for sure. Theatrics, we've got a six here. Um, in 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 terms of direct theatrics, there wasn't a lot there, but in terms of stage presence and being a bit weird as well in their videos, they did a very good job of creating this atmosphere to their music. Um, so you know they're they're not up there with some of the most nonsense new metal bands in terms of having those theatrics but i think they 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 still had a presence around them for sure their stage setup was very simple and very straightforward you know serge tankian would just go up there in like jeans and a t-shirt but darren malakian would always have some shit going on he'd be wearing hats or body paint or whatever and nowhere near the level of someone like wes borland where it's like oh yeah the rest of these guys just look like they're from florida and he looks like he's from the moon but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Darren Malakian always had something going on and there was a theatricality to their performance rather than their what they wore or how they dressed the stage. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah, a six there. Respect the theatrics. Um, but then they really fall down in the number of superfluous band members. So I've got yeah. them down as a three here because they're a four-piece and they create an awful lot of noise. Yeah, and again, going back to what I was saying about the riff quality, actually, if you listen to a lot of their stuff, you're like, wow, that is genuinely all one guitar. Even on the records, there's like very little double tracking and very little that you, could, you couldn't recreate live. And it's actually very, very impressive because it's a massive sound with just one guitar. 
Yes. The Surge yeah. plays on the odd track, like when it's on live, he played on aerials. But um, yeah, it's, it's very impressive what they do. Yes, and um, and again, they they have that really good balance of bass and and guitar in terms of creating that full sound, which is what a lot of a lot of new metal bands really failed at was making good use of their instruments in that way. Yeah, um, and a lot of the time when he's playing, um, Darren Malakian's playing little lead bits. It's just the bass chugging away, but it doesn't sound empty, and that's that's a bit of a feat as well. Yes, like yes. when he's playing the little Night Rider riff in. <laughs> you always have to sing that as the um, the title of the song. You do, you do. I failed earlier when I said it. I felt yeah. very wrong. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so a low score there. But then when it comes to hair color and style variety, System of a Down, oh, getting an eight from me yeah. because those are some good beards. That's some good hair. I'm loving it. I'm loving the, yeah. the style of System of a Down. They're it's often high... braid, braided beards sometimes. Yep, yep. Um, so so we're getting a high score there for for the hair colour and style variety. Mainly for the facial hair, but also there was some interesting stuff going on with the hair on top too. Um, so yeah, they're, 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 they're the highest scorer so far in, in the most important wow. category, which is the <laughs> style variety. Um, and they also score very strongly for the next category, which is Goof Factor. So they've got them down as an <laughs> eight here. Um, yeah. They're not as high as Limp Bizkit, of course, because Limp Bizkit are the goofiest band of all time. But there's no. some, there's some good goofiness here. Pogo, 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 Pogo. <laughs> Bounce is a goofy yeah. ass song, and 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 a lot of their songs have that goofy quality to them. Like you said, it ties Pepperoni into that. and green peppers, mushrooms, olive chives. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, th- th- there's a goofiness there that I think you've got to got to respect. And what's like, also great, what carries their goof factor as well as the fact that when they do the shouty bits and the growly bits, those are goofy, which is actually comparatively rare in um, in metal. I think often when people are, people do screaming, it's always, it's always comes across as really serious and really angry and intense, and they they know that when they do that there it is a bit stupid yes yeah like new metal is one of the most po-faced genres of music and system of a down brought us something a little bit different to it um so yeah big respect there and this is a positive goof factor whereas some bands like limp Bizkit, the goof yeah. factor is kind of a negative thing and, <laughs> and 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 this this then leads to their score for the next category being relatively so come and low. get it um so so our final category is the cringe barometer for 2020 listening and i've got them as a five here so so they score a little bit higher than papa roach did um but they're still pretty pretty low on the cringe barometer i think i think mesmerize and hypnotize have not held up well but those first three albums are very very good still and i was i was quite happy listening to them without feeling my skin crawl and and yeah. and and what more can you ask for of new metal in the year of our Lord twenty twenty than not making your skin crawl? I th- yeah, I think there, there's a bit of a cringe factor to chop suey and toxicity just because, from a nostalgic cringe point of view, just to the fact that you knew you used to be so into that and think it was the greatest thing ever, and you've moved on from that as an adult, but generally still holds up pretty well, actually. Yes, yeah, it, st- it still does hold up well. Um, so yeah, so so they score middling on the cringe barometer. Um, so we've put all of that into our supercomputer. I'm just seeing the printout come through now, and it is giving. It is, it is giving system of a down 
a new metal percentage score of 64.28%. So they are not above Limp Bizkit in the most new metal band of all time, but they are above Papa Roach That's in the most new metal band of all time. That, um, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I'm happy with that rating. Yeah, the so, computer has done a good job today. So a respectable score. Well done, computer. I will feed it a biscuit later, a little <laughs> robot biscuit. Um, but yeah, so that is our score for System of a Down. So who are we listening to next? Well, we, we've discussed this already, haven't we? But it's it's definitely about time we got on to Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking so much about things that we haven't actually had much to talk about, like masks and superfluous band members and all that nonsense. So yeah, yeah so, it's so, time. So we're going to throw... This is the curveball. This is where we see whether the true calculation is going to come out correct. Will Slipknot be high because of their level of theatrics and superfluous band members yeah will the, will the computer man- understand the complex algorithm of Slipknot <laughs> we will find out next the Slipknot time protocol on Poddurst Robert Ludlum's the Slipknot protocol <laughs> <laughs> oh. alright well thank you very much for tuning in we really really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed it and that you have also enjoyed going back and listening to some System of a Down. Yes. Have you enjoyed System of a Down's music? Were you a fan when you were younger? And do you think it's held up? Let us know. Yeah, get in touch. We're on Twitter, at Poddurst. Yeah. And we'll be back next time to talk about Slipknot. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little, little guttural scream there. Oh, yeah.